thank you for joining us on One Size Fits Some, hosted by myself, Sebastian, and Blake. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So, so what? You better, you better shoot me, huh? Yeah. How about you? Oh, it's been, it's been a paradise. Man, let me tell you something. So we actually recently turned off our ads for the business. So like we're not paying any money for ads. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that since we turned off the ads, we've actually gotten two times as much engagement as we've been getting in the past like six months. Why do you think that is? Dude, I have no idea. It's starting to scare me because rates are going up. Inflation is going crazy. Prices of materials are still increasing. But customers have been calling us nonstop, and I've been closing jobs like I've never closed before. Why is that scary? Because I don't know what's going on. It's like all of the signs lead to a market Recession crash, or, yeah. a market crash, or hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's really we're kind of floating in that middle. We can either sink into a depression or ride the wave into hyperinflation, where the dollar is worth like the equivalent of like ten cents now. Yeah. You know. Which is great for homeowners, right? Because now your house is worth basically nothing. But it just, it's weird to me because I've been closing jobs with people that you would just never expect. Just mm-hmm. like regular people that seem to just own old cars and own a, own a home. And you can tell that they have kids. So they're, they're, they're not, the, maybe they're not in the most financially stable place. But they're spending six, seven grand on a fence like nothing. Got them stimmies. Who's giving them stimulus? Because they're not kidding. giving it to me. <laughs> so why'd you guys turn off your ads then? So we turned off our ads because we're kind of trying to lean into the the slow winter cycle. So at the end of the summer, instead of uh, double and triple booking a day for like projects where we can get two or three projects done in a day, yeah, Rosie, um, we started single booking. So now we're actually booked out till the end of the year right now but it's one job at a time kind of mm-hmm. to, just to keep our guys busy right not big profits but just kind of keep our guys busy so we kind of turned off our ads because we're like oh we'll make it to the end of the year we can kind of save money on ads and then at the beginning of the year we can ramp back up you know kind of that plan but no it's like the second he turned them off it's just like the floodgates open <laughs> and now everybody wants a fence Damn. <laughs> so i've been I've been absolutely swamped with leads, calls, people, people just, I mean, like my phone's been nonstop blown up and problems on every project, it seems. But it's not just me, because I mean, you've been even saying that this week has just been like. I thought they said Mercury was out of retrograde now. I thought they said that it. Dude, we need an astrological like, like presence here we need some an expert on like the moon cycles or something because i don't know what's going on it does seem i will say that it does seem like everybody is having a hard time not only this week but just like this year just seems like everybody in 2022 has been just like going through it like everybody's on this like what the hell is going on (laughs) what's happening wavelength (laughs) together you know and it's not even like it's not even so much suffering it's more like just these inconveniences after inconveniences happening you know it's not it's never like a big problem it's always like a leaky faucet you know what i mean or like the wrong size gate for a project in my case you know that's what 22's like 2022 has been all about 
It's about those little inconveniences that have been piling up that are just like, come on. It's the thorn. It's the rock in your shoe. It's the thorn in your side. It's that little piece of plastic that stayed on your pants that kind of pokes you now and again and just bothers you. That's 2022. I hate it. So what's been going on with you this week? Just a bunch of leads. That's it. Just a bunch of leads, man. A lot of, a lot of leads. Um, a lot of referrals. My goodness gracious. Like it's just been all people trying to say, Hey, you did a job for so-and-so. Can you do one for me type things? And I'm just like, Oh yeah, I gave them a deal. I don't want to give you a deal though. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the hardest part about, I mean, you worked in construction, you know how it is. Sometimes you want to do a deal for someone, but then they think that's the rule, not the exception. And then they tell their buddy and then they have a 10 times harder project and they're like, well, you give them a deal. And I'm just like, so (laughs) yeah we we really tried to make it to where there wasn't a standard way that you could price anything yeah so that you know what i mean so nobody could try to calculate what their job should be before we got there or something you know what i mean yeah because everything is a factor like how far are you from me what do you want is your house on a hill is it raining on the day that you bring me out to your house do i like your face do i like your face is your face discountable like, I don't know. I have to really think about it. But you don't miss it at all, do you? So Blake's been out of the contracting business for quite some time now. and He heard me on a phone call, and you could see his face just like wince. Dude, <laughs> I was on the phone. <laughs> I definitely don't miss it. It was like, it was too much. I think it was very stressful. It was very stressful. Like, because, cause like, it's really weird, actually. Like, when you go to meet somebody... And you're like on a job, bidding a job or doing an estimate, like they're your best friend. Like they love you. As soon as they put some money in your hand and sign a contract, it's like a light switch where you are the antagonist. Yeah. You're the enemy now. They're like, you're not going to screw me. Like that's their yeah. whole, like you're not going to pull one over on me. You know what I mean? And I, it's, I was always like, well, I thought you hired us because you trusted us and you, and you yeah. liked us. And there was a rapport here. Like when did, when did just, you know, signing a deal with me make it to where you think that I'm out to get you now? The second you gave them money, that's yeah. when it happens. Because yeah. now they're invested. Yeah. And people are really weird about their investments. It's always the customers that just like don't care how much it costs that are the coolest though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The ones that get it. You yeah. know what I mean? The ones that are like, either they've been in construction or they've done enough projects to know that something will go wrong mm. no matter what. And the price is the price. Usually like no, I'm not going to say no contractor, but eight out of 10 contractors are going to be competing against those other eight, not the other two that are out like priced out the ass, but they're going to be with in line with the other eight. They're going to try to do their best work and they're going to try to make sure that you have a positive experience because their reputation is on the line. So people don't understand that, you know, we're trying to do what's best for you. And sometimes a wrench gets thrown in a gear and sometimes things get delayed. And especially lately with um, supply chain issues, my God, have have problems just arisen out of nowhere. Dude, I could not. That's the thing is I kind of got out of it before gas started going up and supply chain started screwing around, which uh, I was. I was, How's lumber? Is lumber back down? Lumber's down 60% from its record high, but it's still... But it's not like... I was, I was in it when lumber was just... Like, you know, plywood was seventy a hundred dollars a sheet. A sheet when it before it was like maybe thirty bucks. So now it's it's down significantly. Like it's down, 
but other costs have gone up. Like concrete's gone up. Gas. Gas has gone up. Nails has gone up, which kind of offsets Insurance that. has gone up. Oh, my gosh, dude. Dude, that's the thing. Like, so insurance. Okay, we can talk about this. Insurance. Oh, wait, we're not, we're not done. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Insurance. My, my bill went up like uh, maybe almost $20, my insurance, car insurance bill. A month? Yeah. And so I asked him, I was like, whoa, what? Like, it should be going down. Like, I'm pretty sure I got some things coming off my record. Like, this is our, not our first policy with you. Like, why has it gone up? Yeah. And she said, oh, that was a nationwide increase of our prices and blah, blah, blah. And this, you know what I mean? So I was talking to my wife, you know, because so she just started. She's a teacher. She just started a new year this year. So she gets a 4% raise is what they gave the teachers, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's do this math right here. Oh. I was like, you get a 4% raise on your salary, right? Yeah. But insurance... What is that? It's gone up more than 10%. And then, and then like, you know, a pack of chicken, you know, a ch- pack of chicken breast used to be $9. Now it's $16. So almost double. That's almost a 50% increase. So you got everything else that we're spending on money on, gas, everything going anywhere from 10 to 50% up. Yeah. And to, to cover that, they go, here's a 4% raise. Because they're, they're so a lot of businesses use lagging lagging data, so they'll see that last year's interest or last year's inflation or last quarters or two quarters ago went up, you know, by three percent. So they think a four percent raise is actually better. They know full well that in, inflation's gone up like nine percent on like everything, but at least they they can't. So they they try to project for the future because if they gave you a nine percent raise, you're locked in at that nine percent. Yeah. And let's say deflation happens and the price of goods crash and and we go into like a recession, well then you're sitting pretty at a 9% fixed raise. So they try to really take it on the conservative level. So but I, I don't think it's right. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's right. But would you be okay if a if a if an employer was like, "Hey, we know inflation's going up like crazy, so we're going to give you a 9% raise." But next year, if inflation goes down, like if we have a, a inflation going down 5%, then we're going to take out the difference and you're going to get a pay cut. Would you be okay with that? No. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, is this stuff is not going to go back to what it was, though. You know what I mean? I hope it does, man. You know, I, I'm hoping we go through like a, a depression. That'll, that'll do a reset for sure. And I think we need it. I think, I think we're afraid of the hard times. Like people are so afraid of the hard times, even though it's what's good for you. Like sometimes getting a vaccine for for an illness, I'm not getting political here with like COVID or nothing, but like sometimes getting a vaccine that hurts, you know, that that shot in your arm hurts and people who are scared of needles will still do it because they know it's good for them. I think the economy needs something like that. Like we need that shot in the arm and it's going to suck for a lot of people. Like I'm going to suffer, you're going to suffer. But at the end of it, we're going to come out better. Like maybe at the end of it, I can buy a Coca-Cola with a dollar again instead of it being three fifty at the gas station. No, that's gone. What do you mean that's gone? That's not coming back. You don't think so? Even with a huge market reset? So, but here's the thing though. I mean, it is the, that's the thing is crazy to me. Think about this now. When, what were they paying at McDonald's whenever we were in high school? Seven twenty-five an hour, whatever that minimum it's like was. Like seven, seven, eight dollars. Okay, yeah. like seven twenty-five, I think. Now fifteen. Now you see places like we start at fifteen. Yeah. So 
McDonald's has doubled their wages for the average worker. Yeah. And so have many places. I mean, even $12 an hour. Like, when we were in high school, to go just walk in and get a job for $12 an hour... That was legit. That was good money. Yeah, if you were making 15 an hour when we were in high school, I mean, you were fucking like... If you were making 12 an hour. Oh, yeah, you were you were rolling in it at that point. Yeah, yeah you my were buddy, there. my buddy, I remember he worked at a hospital and he was a phlebotomist. And like... That's blood. Yeah. That's blood draw, by the way. And like... He was making like twelve fifty an hour. I was like, wow. You know wow. what I mean? I was like, what do you do with all of that? Yeah, what do you do with all that money? Yeah. He's driving a Camaro. <laughs> so, so, so like Bloody their, red. their wages have gone up double yep. like McDonald's, whatever. And then, I mean, somebody's making all this money for the exit. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is somebody at the top that's making, you know, the 50% more or whatever on chicken or gas or whatever. But then the people in the middle are staying where they were. You know yes. what I mean? Like, the like, low end is coming up, the top end is going up, but the middle is staying where it's put. I mean, like so when the I middle was, is yeah. going down, yeah, essentially yeah. by shifting scale. Well, just by everything, you know what I mean? Because now yeah. the now the people, you know, like I mean, if this is the low end on the left, and the mic is the the mid the middle class, and then the upper end is up here, the upper end is moving over here, the lower end is moving here, and then the you know, the middle just gets caught. That there's no middle class anymore, man. There really isn't. Making, I either want to be poor or rich. No in between. Which sucks. You know? it's. I feel like there are some people like me. For example, I can't speak on anybody else's behalf. If I had a house, a car, and could go on vacation once a year or twice a year. How much? Like, I'd be happy. Name, name a monetary amount for a vacation. Like the total vacation? Like a week? I would probably say probably about 5000 so $10,000 worth of vacations. How much are you saving? I want to save at least 20%. Or, but I want to invest. No, no, no. It. How much actual money are you saving? Like right now? Like no, no, much? no. Like in this dream. Like how much money a month am I saving? No, a year. A year am I saving? I would say about 20% of my paycheck. I don't want to, that's, that's like, I want an actual, like. So you want, you want to know how much I want to make a year? You no, want to know how much? Just give me, yeah, give me a number. Okay. So based on current situation or do you want to talk about like maybe 10 years give ago? me a general in this in this pie in the sky right now i would say if i were making 200 to 250 a year i would be sitting real pretty and i would not need to but that's not that's not middle but that's class. just that that's that, not that's not this simple middle class life that you're talking about doctors make that no doctors make like three to four hundred doctors make like 250 250 to maybe three. if you're a gp and you're just starting out no i'm telling you no way yeah really i've looked it up but that's just themselves i'm talking about like a combined income so if it was just me let's say i was single i had nobody around me it was just listen me. but uh, hold on 150 bucks i got you're just okay even that though you're just like you're just like you're just like look all i need is one car one house and two to 200 250 thousand dollars a year yeah, twenty thousand. Oh wait, no, but no, forty thousand in savings, and then ten thousand dollars worth of so fifty thousand dollars of money that you're Vacation. just putting away. Yeah, basically. And I think that that should be fine. You know how hard it is to get to that. You know how many people never, ever, ever see that. Do you know how many people you see? They have a nice house, nice car, they got a boat, they look like they're going on vacation, and they don't even scratch the surface of that kind of money. But the boat is stupid. But those people are highly leveraged. That's the difference. I don't want to be highly leveraged. But what I'm saying though is like, 
you're acting like it's a simple thing though you're like all i really need is blah 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 but it, <laughs> so the thing is if you have a strong budget like if you have an excel sheet with all of your expenses and all of your savings and the tax and everything that's taken out i think it is simple to kind of figure out how much you need to make and how to get there like you can you, look you and i both know working in the industry we used to work in it is not hard to break 100k a year it's not hard see that's that's my problem though so it's not even about i can go make 100 i, I can go make 200 dollars 200,000 a year easily if i wanted to work that much oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the amount of effort to return is a big factor my, right? my brother-in-law makes a lot you know a, a decent amount of money and works away every minute of his life outside of um immediately getting home and taking his kids to soccer practice yeah. and just you know what i mean like it's just you know so like at this point like i would if even if i could like if i could bring in a hundred a year but have a job that like maybe it was my own business or maybe it was a something that gave me freedom and i didn't have to go slave 55 six i'd be happy with that that's the balance i mean that's that's the balance and i think that you know i would be happier with a low number yeah lower number like i would be happy with 100 to 150 if i were doing the things that i loved and i could have time to spend with my family well the thing about it is is like when you when you go work a salary job and you go okay they're gonna give me 200 grand a year bonuses and i have to work 65 hours a week i'm not taking that job well but when you have to do that that's the cap like okay well have fun only making 250 a year or whatever you know what I mean? because that's all the time that you have that's the only capacity you have but if you could find a way to at least just keep your like keep all your expenses you know what i mean like think about it like a business what does it cost for me to operate how much yeah. are my groceries everything like that if you could find a way to keep that money coming in and it not exhaust every waking second of your life well think about how much time you've freed up to go and try to create more income in other ways yeah or just enjoy life or enjoy life yeah like but or right. or or create income in ways that like are dual purpose of enjoying life you know what I mean? Like when arch. I'm shooting videos and stuff and doing like, I'm making money. Like I'm enjoying art. what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like... You have a little twinkle in your eye when you're editing videos. I see it. You yeah. get excited. You're like, look what I'm doing here. Let me sh let me, let me me change the shade by 1% <laughs> of the color. Do you gradient. see the difference there? Yeah, you see the difference. You see the way that brown is just a little bit browner. <laughs> you get so excited. Like That's your computer, the, do. The, the computer's on your lap and, you, and it just starts to go up slightly because you're just getting a fucking half chub as you're talking about the difference between a brown and like a mahogany or um, some shit. Like you just get so excited. But I just I just want to go back and I think that is hilarious that all you need Sebastian's like, I'm not complicated. I don't want too much out of life. All I need is two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Fifty thousand I'm putting God away, ten thousand dollars worth of vacations. <laughs> like I promise you that I promise you that I'm telling ninety nine percent of the people you talk to every day do not even live a life close to that. What I'm saying is if I but that but what I'm saying is that's my cap. That's where I'm most happy. That is the limit to my happiness. Ooh, I don't need more than two fifty a year to be happy. That's actually an interesting point. I have thought about before that, like, there probably is, like, if you think about how much money somebody can make, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. first of all, there's that statistic. What do they say? It's like once you make past this point, which is not very high. It's like eighty grand a year or something. Like everything past that doesn't really feel different or doesn't yeah. really change your life. Yeah, but 
I think there's another point in that data set where like things probably are worse. Yes. Too much money, too much complication, too much, too many people like realizing you make all that money. Too many people realizing like numbness to it all. Like you mm -hmm. don't really, you can't really appreciate anything because you don't have to work for, you know what I mean? That's why I think 250 is the perfect number. I think that, I think that there is a like a tipping point to where it's like once you get past that, things are probably just like not good. The only reason I know this number is because my dad, my dad was making about 500K a year, 500 to 600K a year. And that was that was on the like that, that's like his median. Like he'd make close to a million some years. He'd make about two seventy most years. And my dad told me he said, "Look, Sebastian, I'm making around five hundred k a year, but I never got to see you, man." He was like, "I'd work in my office until like seven at night, like filing patients' orders, fixing people's charts, getting calls from uh, pharmaceutical pharmaceutical reps, like insurance companies calling me out the ass." But he was like, "If I could half that number." And half the time I worked, I would be happy. That'd be perfect. Because he was like, I, I would be able to go home. I'd still make a lot of money, but I get to go home, spend time with my family. Actually, it play soccer, which I love doing, and play chess and not worry about anything else. I would take that deal all day. He was like, I would cap myself at 250 if I could. Some days I really wonder if my main stress is my made-up ambition. Like if, if I could like, let's say I could sell this house right here, clear enough money to maybe like buy like a farm or something. Yeah. And maybe I could like work that farm and like let it make the income to support me. And like, let's say I could live a pretty simple life and I, like I would have chickens to, and corn and stuff. whatever. Yeah. Chickens and, and corn. corn. Yeah. Beans. But, I'm, but look, and then, and then like I could like, it paid for my bills, but I had time. I got yeah. to be with my family. Like sometimes I wonder if like the the dream to do all of these big huge things and whatever and get like if that is the main oppressor and if i could just kind of like live quietly over here where stuff was taken care of like I, you know what i mean like i yeah. wonder if the ego thing about wanting to like ride off into the sunset with everything and then stressing about not potentially not doing that every day like am i not gonna be everything i said i was gonna be yeah yeah i think i think i think you need to set a goal for yourself and once you reach it you need to just be able to put it down like when you beat a like let's say it's like a video game it's like a goal you create in a video game once you beat the game you're able to just put it down or like games like legend of zelda or witcher or something once you beat the game you're able just to ride around do the things you like play the games within the games and just enjoy it because you've reached your goal Mm. but i feel like a lot of us don't have that goal in mind we just have like an an out of sight out of mind number that we're just trying to reach or like i want rosie v nash entertainment media studio that does weddings for 1250 starting at 1250 guys you check out the site uh <laughs> little plug right there um i want it to reach astronomical levels until we have x amount of employees and we're super rich and we can just back off well there's no real goal there there's no like steps to reach it. There's no like, it's just some made up number and then you're not going to be happy until when. But I really don't even know if I would enjoy that though. You but know you're, what I mean? But you're in it right now. Well, no, no, no. I would enjoy doing it like where I can manage it. But like if it got huge, even if I could say like it's making millions of dollars a year and like I could say like everybody knows this company's name. Like yeah. I see those people. I see those people doing that. 
and they are still like running constantly. And if they stop, they're going to fall flat on their face. Do you Some know what I mean? Some people love that though. Some people love the game and they don't want to stop playing it. Some people love it. I personally, I, I would like to have a house paid for outright. I would like to have land that I could potentially farm. I'd like to have solar panels. I'd like to have two vehicles paid for that I could pay for outright cash every 10 years. And I'd like to vacation twice a year. I don't need anything else. I think that I think that people I think that's the thing is people either there's 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 a couple of things that people do with their life. They're ambiguous, like you're talking about, right? Yeah. Like, I want it to be big. You know, a lot of people probably are like, I want to be a big deal yeah. in whatever they're in. You know what I mean? And they don't really know what that means. What it is. Yeah. Um other people maybe just want like they single out one aspect and maybe that is like a career goal or a monetary goal. You know what I mean? So I want to have this career and if I could just get that, then whatever. Or maybe other people are like, I want to make this much a year. Or maybe yeah. it's a location. Like I want to live here. I want to live in LA. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like, and not struggle or whatever. I've come to realize, and it's way harder to do this this way, but I've come to realize that like my goal for life is a cumulative balance of everything. It's, how much time can I spend with my kids? How much time can I spend with my wife? What am I doing? How much money do I make? What yeah. does life look like? You know what I mean? And like, so Hannah and I, like we're talking about, which this is a bomb on you, but we're talking about, you know, we just started this week talking about possibly moving in a, a couple of years. Um, what a bomb. What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, just, just, I don't, you haven't heard anything about it. You know what I mean? We're talking about moving or whatever. Y'all move every like three years. You were in Florida. Been here you for were six years. Yeah. But you, you Th- guys, this were... is, no, you don't realize how crazy it is that we've been here for six years. It's insane to us. Yeah. I figured you'd probably move at some point, but so we're thinking about moving and you know, we're looking at the mechanics of that. And I think that a big part of what we don't like here is the fact that we're just constantly running. Like she's, she's constantly working. You know what I mean? Like we, we're not husband and wife throughout the week right now. Yeah. And then maybe we can like really like shooting a wedding. That's our date day yeah. to like, to like run around for eight hours and be acrobatic and not even see each other and shoot like photography and video for somebody's wedding. Like that's our time to have a date. Yeah. And then we come back and get the kids and you know what I mean? It's just crazy. So that being said, like, you know, I think that just the whole atmosphere of everything is exhausting. So we're thinking about like a change of pace. But, you know, something I keep telling her is I'm like, well, if we do it where we're not prepared and we just move and then what we're going to buy a more expensive house and then we're going to just get a higher rate and then we're just going to get other jobs over there and we'll be in the we'll we'll probably be in a worse situation. It'll probably, you know what I mean? And like, so I'm starting to look at things not as like, I want to live here. I want to move here. I want to work this job. I want this company that I'm starting to do this. I want this endeavor to do this. I'm starting to look at everything like, how do I want my life to look? Like in, in the way that I, and I think that works. I think that when I was in school, when I was getting an accounting degree, I hated being in school. But every day I had to bury my head into a book, I would literally like visualize myself in yeah. a certain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And where did I visualize myself? I visualized myself like late at night on my laptop in a nice living room with like a nice lamp and like everybody else is in bed and I just got home from work and I was able to have a pretty decent job that I got with that degree and take care of everybody. Well, guess what? Like I lived that life a couple of months ago and that's the couch, that's the living room up there. I mean, you can see it, you yeah. know? And so I realized that like visualizing like exactly like the very mundane average part of what it is that you're going for 
really helps. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Seeing seeing that the prize at the end and actually visualizing it will help you get through the the hard parts, which is burying your face in a book. And so and so what I want is for us to for our income not to be bound by salaried jobs that make us, you know, oh, you have to you have to log in 40 plus hours a week with us. Yeah, the rules. You know what I you mean? You want to be outside of the not rules. Even, not even work from home jobs. Like work yeah. from home jobs would be a big step forward in that direction, but that's not where I'd want to hang my hat. You're still tied to somebody else. I mean, even at the company that I used to work at, I would keep it a secret how long it took me to do things. Because some of the stuff that I did, video editing and videography and stuff, like nobody else there knew anything about how to do any of it at all. Mm. So like... I could, there were some things I could hammer out in like 20 minutes. Yeah. But to them, I was like, this is going to take me all day. I would yeah. act stressed about it because, because, <laughs> but I'm serious. They'd surf right at the rest of the day. Yeah. 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 But, but the, but the point of that is because like when they know, oh, you can do that quick. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, think about how much more you can accomplish for us since you have to be here for eight hours. And so and when I tied to a number, when I point. think about yeah. my life, I want it to really be broken from that. Like I want to yeah. wake up. When I want, which would still be early. Yeah, I mean, we naturally <laughs> I wouldn't, you know what I mean? We're, we're old men. <laughs> and, and, and like, I want to just kind of like maybe check in on the things that I've got going on that yeah. are bringing in. I don't want to be a millionaire. Like, I, don't, I actually don't think that would be good. And then I also want it to not really matter so much, like, where my house is. Yeah. Because, like, like you said, two vacations a year. I want to take a couple of vacations a year, but I also want, like, my work to take me places regularly, probably freely. Yeah. With with the family, maybe. You know what I mean? So I would want it to like not really matter like that I live here because that's really just home base. That's home base, dude. And it doesn't matter where it is, man. It's just but people need to realize I think people lose sight of that. People lose sight that your house is just a place, like you said, where you hang your hat. Unless you're using it as a business. But people are always like, I want this giant house with all these rooms, but then they spend ninety percent of their time in the kitchen and in the bedroom. And all of the other rooms go to waste and you have a huge utility bill and you maybe throw a party once a year. Us podcasting is the most I've spent in our basement. This nice, beautiful basement that we've yeah, set up. This is really nice. It's the most that time that I've spent in here since I've lived here. Like we set it up and we were never down here just because we're too busy because we're doing the rat race to try to even keep this place in the first place. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. But like... Beautiful basement. So I think that like when I think about what I want my life to look like, I think a lot of people like they want to be adored or they want to be big or whatever it is, you know, or they want to make this much money. I want to make enough money. Yeah. I want to have the time and the capacity and the money to do what I want. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I think I want to do something I care about. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that that's, that's so important because people get so, so people, what is it called? When you start making more money, you like elevate your lifestyle. I forget. I forget the actual name for it. It's like if you make sixty thousand, you live at sixty thousand. But then mm -hmm. when you live at eighty, you start buying more expensive. I mean, just living things. beyond your means or whatever, or living mm -hmm. at your current means. Yeah. So you're never you're never really satisfied, and you never really see your savings grow. Mm -hmm. So the way the way I've structured our lives for my wife and I is we have a set number that our budget is going to be for the rest of our lives. Like, I don't want to pay more because, you know, a mortgage is 30 years. So you can get locked in on one and then that's your that's your payment forever. So or 30 years, but get a stable budget that increases 2% annually, 2 to 3% annually to account for inflation. Right. But then all of the excess, we save it or 
we do things that we've always wanted to do with the excess, but we have a planned savings amount. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I've, I've told this with my wife, it's like once you, and like you were saying earlier, once you hit a number, everything after that, it doesn't really add value to your life. Another thing too, I mean, it's like, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. When everything, when things that used to be treats just become normal. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You fatten yourself up and then yeah. it just becomes numb. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like because we're in a, you know, I could think, I mean, you grew up pretty well off rich, but I could think about whenever I was a kid, like going out to eat was like, whoa. Like yeah, you would you would you would enjoy every second of it because we're going to go out to eat tonight. And if it was on a school night, even better. Like oh, that yeah. was crazy. Yeah. But now that I'm an adult and we're not poor and we have a little bit of money, like we go out to eat all the time. So much so to where we don't even enjoy it. It's just something we're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've thought about that. I've thought about that with food and dieting before. I've thought about like I've thought like it can't be mentally healthy. To whereas like anytime you're hungry the first thing that anybody asks themselves is like, what is the craziest thing I could desire beyond all of my wildest passions? And let me go find that. I want a Birkin. I want a, I want a burger with bacon and yeah. Coke and a large fry. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's stuff that's supposed to be a treat. And we've just gotten used to just like satiating every ounce of our desire with that one thing. I agree with and you. And that, that's not good. No, you know what I mean? Like no. you should pretty much, you should probably just eat chicken and let it just be a thing and then go, okay, I'm going to enjoy this today. Like you can't. Every every day of the week, this week, my dinner with my wife, every single day this week, because we meal prep, every dinner is gr uh, grilled chicken, um, sweet potato, boiled sweet, or not boiled, uh, baked sweet potato, and asparagus, uh, Brussels sprouts, and mushrooms. Mm -hmm. That's our meal. Simple. Because we do think about the value of going out. Like we mm -hmm. went to Mellow Mushroom on Sunday because we had a coupon. Yeah. And it was so exciting. Like we were like, "Oh my gosh, we're going out to but, eat." Yeah, like, but how could you this. enjoy that if you just did it every day? Yeah, no you way. wouldn't enjoy it. I mean, but that's with everything. That's with like, if you make so much money and shop for clothes, like that's why people shop so much. You yeah. know what I mean? Like right now, like if I we've got money in our savings account, if we said, "Okay, let's take five hundred dollars out and we're going to go shopping for some yeah. clothes," you know what I mean? Like that would be a fun thing. Like we set it apart. We're going to go shopping. We got the money. Don't worry about the money. Like we we've, yeah. we've budgeted for this, but like. If you get to a point to where you're just kind of making more money, you know what I mean? And then just every time you go out, you just buy everything under the sun. Don't mm -hmm. think about it. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I oh, know. I know exactly what you mean. And also when you don't, a big thing that I convinced my wife and she was very excited about because she thought about it very deeply and it made sense. It clicked in her head was the fact that, you know, when there's market unrest, when there's uncertainty in the future, let's say our, our monthly, right now, our monthly budget for everything is about 5,800 bucks a month for everything. That's what you spend. That, no, that's like what we, that's what our budget is for um, what we want to be spending for the rest of our lives. Like 2000. What are you, what are you spending right now? What's your, like, if it comes to the P and L, like what's your, uh, what are all your monthly expenses? So right now, so we have a really good deal and we're very happy with where we live. It's 650 a month for mm -hmm. a, for a two bedroom house. It's very, very convenient. So we spend six fifty on the house. We spend about uh, twenty dollars on water. We don't add it all up for me. Just what's the number? You know the number. I, I kind of do. It's it's fifty eight hundred. It's fifty eight. You're spending fifty eight hundred. Fifty eight hundred on all of our expenses. You know what? You know what we spend a month. What? Thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Right. Yeah. 
But I but How that's do I savings. Spend so much but less? that's savings. We also factor savings as a part of our budget. Oh, well then then yeah, we're about the same. Yeah. So we factor in what we're saving. Some months I'm saving more. Right, right. Well that, that that's that's the beauty of it. So we factor savings. So that savings number is variable, right? So fifty eight hundred includes savings. Now, if the market goes to shit and we have to spend more money on our expenses, then that savings gets a little smaller. But we're still saving, right? And let's say it goes away completely. Well, we make so much income that we're not factoring for, that's not in the budget, that will be a a bigger cushion. So Avery and I are never really worried about our expenses because no matter what happens in the market, if we keep our expenses locked or Mm -hmm. relatively locked, we'll be good, you know? And so it it kind of, and and the way I think about it is like these people that make $150,000 and live in a big house, own an expensive car note, have all of these luxuries, like they're paying for the newest phone, they're, they're shopping every day, they're, they're, they're just leveraged super hard on all these subscriptions that they have to pay on a monthly basis. Well, if they lose their job or they have to get a new job where, you know, they're not making as much, oh, they're fucked. And they're always kind of a little anxious, right, about how much they're spending. Like if I got a job right now paying half of what I make right now, we would still be like gravy. We would be gravy. Like I could go get a job at some firm making 50 a year and I'd be fine. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I'm never worried about finances because right now we could actually live off of, uh, it'd it'd be tight, but we could live off of Avery's income. I mean, that's so funny. I mean, because that's what I made when I worked was 50 a year yeah. in my salary job. And like, I was the only one working. And then everything else that we made, like if I played music or with uh, with the wedding stuff, I just really tried to put it in savings or reinvest it because we needed, yeah. I mean, we've, you realize we've invested over like probably 11, 12 grand this year into Rosie V. Nash with everything. I mean, that's wow. not, that's not anything to shy away from. Oh, Some people no. start like small restaurants with that much money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's huge. So I mean, we're definitely bought into that for mm-hmm. sure. Um um, and that's not even, that's not like, that's not like we bought everything this year. That's just what we've invested in this year. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah, for sure. Um, but like, I remember a buddy of mine was like, how do you support your family on this much money? Cause he knew what I made. And I was like, I don't know. I, what do you mean? Like, like just budget. It, it kind of made me scared. I was like, well, should I not be able to, like, yeah, you yeah. know, but, but I mean, yeah, I just, I think that it's maybe about finding your, first of all setting your sights on a real goal yeah you know what i mean i think a lot of people don't do that and then you know not like i think it's so i want to start a business about impulse buys Mm. i think it's crazy how many people will just buy something because they're feeling sad they'll make a retail therapy they'll make a random purchase on the Mm -hmm. internet because they're sad that day or something i bought something on amazon now i'm happy yeah you know so i mean i i think that just I bought a leather jacket. Now I'm happy. Yeah. I think that that is the issue. You know what I mean? A lot of people just don't, they don't align what they're trying to intentionally find their value in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think you need to, so like, and, I, and I've said this before, but I think you need to write down like everything you want out of life, like the end game. Like, what are you going to want when you're like 60 years old? Like, what do you want? And then that's all you should try to, to buy. And then the rest, just save it. 
Because if you save it and invest it, then when you're 60 and you have a really nice little nest egg, all the stupid stuff at that point, you could just buy. And maybe by that point, you'll, you won't find the value. In it. Like that, that Louis V that cost you $3,000, that thing is, you're not going to be happy about that when you're 60, maybe. I know? would say, though, that like, I think it's, I think it's more than that, though, because I don't, I also don't agree with having like, I don't agree with becoming 60 and then it's being like, all right, go do what you want. Well, no, no, no. It's not about that, but well, it's being but No, I'm saying comfortable like, I wish, I wish that, that I could have that freedom at 30, 40, you know what I mean? Like, like, because I would probably do better with it. I'm probably going to just be tired of shit and old yeah. when I'm 60 and I still want to do what I want. But I think that is, is crazy. Like. The thing about it is, is I'm not the kind of person that would go buy a Louis Vuitton $3,000 bag. And neither, yeah. neither is Hannah. But you would buy a $3,000 camera all day, every day, if it was making you some money. Yes, but like even then, I would just buy that one. Like I already had that. Like if I, if I, if I made a million dollars tomorrow, I would not go buy another camera. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't need another camera. You, would, you wouldn't buy a backup? I have a backup. <laughs> I have a $2,000 backup. Oh, nice. But... <laughs> But what I'm saying though is like even the camera I have right now, I feel like I'm not good enough for my camera. Like I feel like I, what I mean is like I feel like mm, I could have bought something that was a third of the price yeah. and like really just maximize being able like like you know what I mean. Like I have a lot more whatever to go to be able to really maximize what that thing is capable of. Right, of right, right. But I remember you know back when we were making the most that we'd ever made. You know we were both working and everything, and like I had my Jeep. And I really would think, I was like, you know, if I got millions of dollars tomorrow, like, I've already got my dream car. I got a Jeep. Like, I love my house. Like, I really don't know what I would do. I wouldn't go buy a bunch of stupid stuff. Like, I really think it is like a mindset thing. Yeah. No, you know it, what I mean? It is. It is 100% and I'm not, mindset. I'm not talking shit about the people that go out and buy, you know, $700 boots or $3,000 bags. Like, whatever you do. I am. But... <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you are, but like, I just unapologetic. I don't care. I, I just, I just, you know, Unless I just it, think that like there is a, you know, like I think my wife, she's told me before, she's like, nothing makes you happy. Or she even said like, she was like, I wish there were inexpensive materialistic things that you wanted because there's not. And the fact is, is like, I'm really just not materialistic Yeah, is the thing. You know what I mean? And she thinks I am because she's like, anything materialistic that you would want would be thousands of dollars because maybe it would be a $2,000 guitar or a $3,000 camera or like a $4,000 MacBook Pro. But first of all, those, all of those things are tools that make me money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, there's just, there's not anything really materialistic and expensive just that I want. Right. That if I had, ex you know what I mean? If somebody said, here's $2,000 today yeah. that I didn't have to do anything for, and I didn't need to use it for anything else, and it was just disposable. Like I can't think of anything frilly. Yeah, that I would just go out and buy with it. I wouldn't. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I would probably buy? What a shitty beater car, so I could get rid of the car that I have a payment on. Like I would probably just go buy the shittiest Jeep Cherokee, and like you wouldn't buy a truck. <laughs> I don't think I can buy a truck for two grand. I don't think I want that truck. You can't buy any car for two grand right now. But you know what I mean, buy though. Like I think it is a. I think it's a realigning of, of, of mindset attitude. You know what I mean? Like when it comes yeah. to satisfaction. Um, I think it's just the comfort. I think that's the thing that people, people don't realize that the biggest thing that they want in life is comfort. People want, that's why they retail shop because they want to feel comfortable. Like, Oh, I bought this for myself. Like it makes me feel nice and comfy and like happy, 
you know, that is that sense of happiness. And I think what people don't realize is that when you live below your means and you have that padding, you're happy because you know, oh, if my car breaks down tomorrow, I've got something to cover it. Like well, it's covered. I've been there before. I've been there before like, oh, this is going to happen. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Got, I got that money. Yeah. I got to spend a thousand bucks on my car. That's fine. I, I've saved for that, yeah. you know? And I think it's these people that elevate their lifestyle based on how much they're making that will feel the greatest sense of anxiety because they're like, oh, I'm fully leveraged. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. If my car breaks down, oh, well, now there's another $3,000 on my credit card that's going to be accruing interest every every you know month. And I, you know some of the happiest people I've seen, and this is, I mean, honestly, it's kind of res- respecting them. It's these people that buy these mobile homes for like fifty to $75,000, pay it off in like two years, and they have like a big plot of land. Like I build fences for these people and they're some of the people that have the most money to just spend stuff on because, you know, they're like the people that have downsized. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because they, they're not constantly trying to catch up to their bills. Their house is paid off. They drive. They don't, a, they don't care about look at this big house that I have. They don't care about look at this fancy car that I have. They drive a 94 Jeep. They they have a, a an old beater, you know, a Chevy Silverado in the in the in the fucking uh, driveway. And they've got a mobile home. And guess what? They're happy and they, then when they walk outside and go you know what i think i'd really enjoy a nice fancy fence out here they got the money i mean those are then the people they that sign the line the <laughs> fastest and it, and it's so impressive to me because you know they, they they're so happy you know you know it's so crazy like and we're almost coming up on time here but that's okay you know did you know that like diamonds were like a marketing ploy like have you ever seen there's a whole thing on netflix about that that like they made that up like that like you know even just giving somebody like think about it the engagement ring was never really a thing well but even a diamond like even just that precious stone you know like think because i've thought about that i've thought about like i've thought about this concept of like the first dude to ever give a woman a flower like that guy deserves to get laid. Like that guy's a badass. <laughs> Think about it. Like what a if nobody had ever done that, what a concept to like yeah. just like pick a pretty flower and give it to a woman. She was probably like, "What? Wow. I think that's pretty, so I'm going to give it to you because I think you're pretty." Yeah, yeah. But now everybody's just giving women flowers. They're just copying that guy. It doesn't even mean as much anymore. It you're doesn't. just following a tradition. But like so it was made up. Mm-hmm. You know, so the same thing about diamonds. Like, you know, some like it was a whole marketing ploy i saw i saw a documentary and and it was like this these people that were like let's attach this meaning to this thing yeah. and say that like the more it means the more the more it, it costs the more it means that you know you love her and blah 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 and like now you got women that get mad if you give them a create the demand yeah create the demand i mean avery every time we go to trader joe's or go to like walmart or anything she's like can we get flowers and i'm just like why like I mean, I get that she enjoys it, but it's twelve to twenty dollars of just something that's going to sit and die. So how? But my thing is like, how much of that? With like, I I want a house because I want you to think this about me because of my big nice house. I yeah. want this car. I want these clothes. I want this job. I want to be able to say that I went here and did this last week. Like, how much of that are you know people doing and running themselves just insane? To try, you know what I mean? To try and impress. Yeah, whereas these people that you're talking about that are happy as shit and like they live in a trailer, they, you know, they can't impress anybody. They can't impress anybody with their car, with their trailer, probably not their clothes, probably not their personalities. And like they are just living it up. They're happy. Yeah. 
Isn't that, but isn't that, that why, why do we impress people? Why do we feel the need to impress people? I don't think I impress anybody anymore. But what I'm saying is, why maybe do we if feel I'm the playing need? music. To be happy, right? <laughs> but that's the, but we do like the end goal of why we do things is to be happy. And you see these people bypassing everything and they're happy. So there's got to be something there. Cause like I live in a murder cabin right now. I don't know. Have you been to our place? No. Oh man. We live in a legit murder cabin, but we're paying $650 a month. It's got my bed in it, it's got my desk and computer at it, and we've got a good bit of land for the dog. I'm happy. Like, I don't need a big house. Like, I'm actually dreading the home buying process because of because of the um, the payments and tied to that. But, I mean, I think that simplifying your life and having a goal will make you much happier. I mean, I guess it's like Disney Channel said, just be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself, man. I, I need to... I, you're right. I need to subscribe to Disney Plus. I need to... <laughs> I need to watch that and be affirmed every every day. 